Welcome to the Food Issues Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Revelant, and I'm a journalist, healthcare copywriter, and a mom of two. In every episode, we talk about the challenges around feeding kids and give you practical and realistic solutions that will inspire and empower you to raise healthy eaters. Hi, friends. Welcome to another week of the podcast. If you've been listening this season, you know that we're talking to mom entrepreneurs who are all solving for some of the biggest problems when it comes to feeding kids. One of those problems is, of course, picky eating. Although there can be a lot of reasons why kids can become picky eaters, one of them has to do with how we think about food in the U.S. and what we think kids should be eating or are willing to eat. When your baby started solids, maybe you made food at home or you bought it in the store or you even had a chip to your house. When my daughters were babies, I enjoyed making their food and knowing exactly what I was feeding them. I also loved exposing them to real fresh ingredients so they'd know what fresh food tastes like and hopefully become healthy eaters. Yet when babies become toddlers, everything seems to change and there's a huge push from companies selling easy, convenient, and kid-friendly foods. Many parents go from feeding their kids fruits and vegetables to feeding them mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and a lot of processed snacks. One day their kids are eating nutrient-dense foods, and the next it's all poor quality, highly processed foods filled with artificial ingredients. When Jennifer Chow's son was a toddler, this issue started to weigh heavily on her. She knew how important it was for her son to eat healthy, fresh food, So she made everything from scratch, but she couldn't believe there wasn't an easier way. As a busy working mom, she realized other parents probably felt the same way she did. And so in 2015, she launched Nurture Life to help parents feed their kids fresh, healthy, nutritionally based meals that are also easy and convenient. I think it's so incredibly critical, especially when children are developing their eating foundation to have an interest and a desire and a taste for eating fresh, healthy, well-balanced food. Jennifer and I talked about how she knew other parents needed a service like Nurture Life, her journey to start and grow the company, the biggest lessons she learned, and new products she plans to roll out. Plus, she shares her best tips for parents who want their kids to eat better, but just don't have the time. There's a ton of information in this episode, and I know you're going to love this interview with Jennifer Chow. Well, Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Julie. I'm so excited to be joining you today. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about your story. What were you doing before you founded uh, Nurture Life? So before founding Nurture Life, I worked in the tech industry. Um, So I had a 15-year career in tech across marketing and product development. So those were my two sort of specialties or domains. And I've been at um, a variety of companies, both large and small, and um, particularly when it comes to small um, startups. And, um, you know, I've always loved being a part of building um, something that I really believe in. And at my last three companies, um, which were all startups, I ran um, all of marketing. So have you always been passionate about healthy eating and food? I have. Um, So my mother was a registered dietitian. So I was born and raised in a home that really prioritized like fresh, healthy food. It's just something that was present in my life ever since I was very, very young. And I think that when I was a kid, I definitely took um, having it for granted. And especially, you know, just the whole concept of having a home cooked meal, family dinners, making sure that, you know, all of my meals were very balanced between like 
veggies, dairy, grains, produce, et cetera. And, um, you know, as I got older, I realized that, you know, something that was actually pretty rare, um, you know, for families and for children. Um, but I've always been super, super passionate about healthy eating and food um, because of how I was raised and the influence that my mother had on me and um, how we just ate in our home. I think it's so incredibly critical, especially, you know, when children are, you know, developing their eating foundation to, you know, have an interest and a desire and a taste for eating, you know, fresh, healthy, well-balanced food. And so throughout your career journey, did, was there ever a point where you thought about becoming a registered dietitian nutritionist or doing something with food? That's a great question. So um, I never thought specifically about being a registered dietitian. Um, that being said, I, I obviously have a tremendous amount of reverence for registered dietitians and the work that they do, you know, especially pediatric registered dietitians who work with children. Um, but I didn't think specifically about becoming a registered dietitian. Um, but I was always interested in starting my own business and, you know, most likely doing something with food. But um, it wasn't until we had our first son who is now 10. And um, when he was a baby and he was eating purees and then transitioning, you know, to finger foods and toddler foods, you know, I, I felt very much uh, firsthand the struggle that so many parents feel when it comes to, you know, feeding their kids well and healthy. And, um, and that's really when I, I kind of put two and two together and said, okay, I've always wanted to start a business. I hadn't to that point found something that I was passionate about to start you know, on my own or, or with my co-founder. And, um, and when we, you know, encountered this issue firsthand with our son, you know, we thought this could be, you know, the perfect business to start a business that helps families feed their kids, you know, better, you know, fresh, healthy, nutritionally balanced food without having to do it themselves. And so making it a lot more practical for today's families. Yeah. And so how did the company come about? Was the pain point picky eating? So that's that's a great question. So the pain point wasn't actually picky eating, um, but I would say that for the vast majority of families uh, we work with, especially families who have, you know, toddlers and kids versus, you know, versus babies, the, the biggest pain point for sure is picky eating. But for us, where our pain point came was when our son was transitioning from purees to finger foods and then essentially toddler meals. Um, so what we found is that, you know, when a baby is eating purees, you know, it's, it's pretty easy for parents to go to the grocery store and find, you know, a variety of different options that, you know, are really clean, that are fresh, that are healthy, that you can feel good about feeding your kid, you know, pureed butternut squash or, you know, pureed sweet potatoes, you know, a, a variety of different, you know, different really good options. But then, what we found was that when, you know, you transition from purees to finger foods and toddler meals is where it all falls apart for a lot of families. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's shocking to me that, you know, babies go from eating, you know, breast milk formula to purees that are, you know, in many cases, single ingredient combination purees, but very veggie forward, um, you know, or veggie and fruit, veggie and fruit plus, you know, grains combinations, but they're very clean, you know, minimal to no preservatives, no added sugar, no additional sodium. And then they transition literally to like to puffs. And then, you know, it becomes, you know, shelf stable, you know, box mac and cheese or, you know, frozen food that, 
then is like high in, you know, high in fat, high in sodium, high in sugar. And then we start to condition our kids to wanting to eat, you know, a certain type of food. And so when they're babies, tends to be, you know, when they're eating the absolute healthiest. And then once they start to transition away from purees, you know, everything starts to decline. And so, you know, for us where we found, you know, the, the idea and, you know, and the struggle was really when our son was transitioning from purees to finger foods and, you know, and, and really what we could find, you know, if we wanted to do something convenient, not necessarily have to like cook from scratch it was puffs and Cheerios when it came to finger foods. And then it became like a lot of, you know, shelf stable food that in many cases were older than him or, or frozen food that was, you know, super high in protein, you know, or super high in carbs and, you know, and, and not a veggie in sight. And we just thought, you know, it shouldn't be this hard for parents to, to feed their kids really, you know, fresh, balanced food. Um, and, and, and that's really how the idea for Nurture Life came about. Of course, now that, you know, our kids are 10 and then our uh, son is six, we definitely have, you know, experienced firsthand the struggle of picky eating as well. And I think that that tends to also happen, you know, a few you know months or, or potentially a few years after that transition from purees. It's like, you know, purees to finger foods. And then the struggle becomes like, how do you continue to, you know, to feed your kid really, really healthy. And then as that transition is happening, then how do you prevent your kid from becoming a picky eater? If your kid is a little bit further and already picky eater, like how do you turn the tide and get them to be like a more expansive eater and and want to eat more variety and want to eat more balance and and color in, in their meals? Yeah. Why do you think that that is that it sort of all falls apart in the toddler years, I feel like it's like a chicken and egg situation, right? We either get too busy and we don't want to be bothered and we, we drop the ball or we see our kids starting to, to show those signs of picky eating. And then we give up. What do you think about that? I I think it's a combination. Um, so I think you, you actually hit the nail on the head with, with both of those. Um, and then it's it's a few other things as well um, that I can certainly talk about. Um, so so I think the first is that, you know, it's it's exactly what you said. You know, today's parent is, you know, busier than ever before. I mean, we have so many working families, so many single parent families and, you know, and they're super time starved. And on top of that, a lot of families are not cooking anymore um, or not cooking nearly as much as, you know, as we were generations ago. And so, you know, it's a situation where, you know, you don't have a lot of time, you aren't necessarily comfortable, you know, cooking from scratch. And so, you know, we resort to purchasing, you know, what makes sense, what's practical for our family, whether it's, you know, food from the grocery store that is, you know, that is pre-cooked. And in many cases, you know, if it's shelf stable, if it's frozen, it tends to, you know, be, you know, fairly highly processed and and not necessarily fresh and and not necessarily balanced, um, you know, or there's the, you know, do, do it yourself, which the vast majority of, you know, of parents that we speak to don't necessarily have the time for. And so it becomes, okay, I'm going to feed my kid, you know, the best option that I can find at the grocery store, even though, you know, shockingly, when it comes to kids, there aren't that many really, really good options that a parent can feel really good about serving. Right. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that's unique about about Nurture Life is that we have thousands and thousands of customers and we're direct to consumer business, which means that we have 
you know, a direct relationship with our customers are, you know, our meals um, and food are not presently served, you know, through grocery stores or through retail channels. And so, you know, we have this one-on-one dialogue constantly with our customers and, you know, and so we've been working with many, many families that struggle with picky eating. I, I've heard, you know, quotes and studies state anywhere from 50 to 70% of parents, you know, self-identify their kids as picky eaters. And, you know, from working with so many families that are struggling with picky eating, it's a combination of things. Um, but I, th- I think you definitely, you know, like I mentioned, hit the nail on the head when you, you talked about, you know, it's, it's kids as well. I mean, a lot of kids are, you know, becoming very conditioned to, you know, a certain type of taste profile. Um, so when it comes to, you know, families feeding their kids, what's convened or in the grocery store, you're looking at, you know, fat heavy, carb heavy, you know, a good amount of sodium, a good amount of added sugar. And so what we've been doing, you know, with a lot of the foods that we're feeding our kids is we're conditioning their taste buds to want a certain type of food and, and want a certain type of palates. Like all of us, whether it's kids or adults, we eat what we're familiar with and what we're comfortable with. And if you're constantly eating, you know, a certain type of food, like we have, you know, many kids, um, families that feed their kids, you know, a very carb heavy, protein heavy diet and, you know, and no, and no vegetables. The closest things to vegetables would be like the French fry or the ketchup um, or ketchup. And so you have kids that become very conditioned to that type of food and that type of palate, and then they want to eat it over and over again. And so, you know, for a lot of kids and, and families, when you try to introduce them to something new or different, you know, a lot of times, because it's so different than what they're used to, they will reject it. And for a lot of families and a lot of parents, especially like, you know, we want to feel like our kids are well-fed. We want to please them. And so a lot of parents that we speak to, they're not willing to try to introduce a new food over and over again and get their child to become, you know, familiar with something new, something different, you know, a full serving of veggies, you know, in every meal, they give them what they want. And, you know, and it's because A, they want to please their child. B, it's easier, right? I mean, getting getting a child to try to eat something that they don't want to eat or dislike, you know, can be a struggle. Um, you know, but one thing that we always, you know, tell our families is that, you know, there's a lot of research, um, you know, that talks about, you know, taste buds and, you know, and how to like reform taste buds or evolve taste buds. And, you know, and that it can often take between seven and 15 times for, you know, a kid to be exposed to a new food or a new ingredient um, before they learn to like it and eventually love it. But what we've found, you know, with a lot of our families and what we've certainly found firsthand with, and with our kids is that if you introduce something to them over and over and over again, and yes, it does take persistence, they will in many cases learn to like it and eventually love it. And, you know, if you continually do this with new foods, you'll have a more expansive eater um, in many cases than than an eater with a very, very limited diet. So I think it's so important for families to not give up and not, you know, and not just let their kids eat the same thing over and over again, but really work on trying to expand a kid's diet, even though it can be incredibly frustrating in the beginning. It definitely is so worth it in the end when it comes to, you know, making sure a child has a, you know, has a really expansive palate and, you know, loves to eat a lot of different foods and eats, you know, fresher, healthier foods. 
Yeah, I love all of that. I think it's so important. And I think that it is it is exhausting like everything else in parenting, right? But I think that the more that we make it a part of our daily life, you know, this is what we're eating as a family. You can choose to eat it or not to eat it then it, it sort of sets the stage and it doesn't really give them other options. And so eventually, hopefully they will come around unless there are, you know, certain issues going on, like sensory issues or feeding disorders, things like that. And and so what I'm curious about is how did you know that other parents wanted the service and then would pay for this service? Yeah. So, you know, when we first came up with the idea, we, we, we absolutely didn't know, you know, we didn't know. I mean, we were an N of one with a concept and, um, you know, and had no idea if other families were struggling with this or, you know, or a lot of young parents, you know, parents of young children were, you know, were cooking themselves or had other, you know, other folks, whether it's family members or, you know, maybe a caregiver to cook. And so, we we started asking a lot of, um, you know, a lot of friends who were in a similar, you know, life stage as us, like, what were you, do, you know, what do you do when it comes to feeding your kids? And what really helped kind of validate the concept for us is the vast majority of the families or the parents that we spoke to feel, you know, incredibly compromised when it comes to feeding their kids. You know, most do, you know, grocery store, fast food, takeout, and very, very few actually, you know, felt good about what they were feeding their kids or, you know, or were cooking from scratch or having like, you know, a family member or caregiver cook from scratch. And so, you know, when we heard this and we heard, you know, how much parents struggle with this, how, you know, guilty in many cases they feel about what their kids are eating, how concerned they are, you know, but they need something practical and they don't have a solution, you know, for it, we thought, okay, you know, we're probably onto something. Wonderful. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Nurture Life and exactly what you offer and how it all works. If mealtimes are stressful and you just can't get your kids to eat what you make, then you've got to get them in the kitchen. Cooking with my kids has really gone a long way in encouraging them to try new foods and eat their veggies. But most of us aren't chefs, and that's why I love the Kids Cook Real Food e-course. This course was created by a mom of four and a former elementary school teacher, and it's for kids ages two to teen. You'll get more than 30 basic cooking skills, 45 videos, including a ton of bonuses, principal supply and grocery shopping list, and kid-friendly recipes. The course also has a ton of substitutions, so if your kids have food allergies or dietary restrictions, they've got you covered. My daughters and I have taken the course, and it was so easy to follow along that they made an entire recipe on their own. More than 18,000 families have taken this course, and the Wall Street Journal named it the number one cooking class for kids. All you have to do to sign up is go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues. And because you're a listener, you'll get a free lesson. Again, go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues and sign up. Most of the time, I don't even know why I cook meals because all my kids want are snacks. But finding healthy snacks with real food ingredients that are also affordable isn't always easy. And that's why I love Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that makes healthy living easy and affordable. Everything is organic and non-GMO, and members save an average of $32 on every order. My kids are all about the Lara bars and the Go Raw cinnamon snacking seeds. 
Thrive Market also has essential groceries, safe supplements, non-toxic home products like Truce, which is one of my favorite cleaners. And they also have clean beauty products, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. If you join today, you can get 25% off your first order and a free gift. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash food issues where you can sign up and see my favorite items. And for every paid membership, they give a free membership to a family in need. So sign up today at thrivemarket.com slash food issues. All right, Jennifer. So tell me exactly what Nurture Life is. How does it all work? What can people expect? Absolutely. Um, So Nurture Life is a direct-to-consumer food brand that focuses on fresh, healthy, ready-to-eat foods for babies, toddlers, and kids. And, um, you know, our our mainstay is really, um, you know, baby stage three, so finger foods, toddler, and kid meals. And we offer a really wide variety from, you know, foods that work really well for picky eaters like mac and cheese, um, but always done the Nurture Life way. So in the case of our mac and cheese, it is, um, you know, it's fresh, it's um, whole wheat pasta versus white pasta, and it has a full serving of veggies um, in the form of either butternut squash or cauliflower, depending on which mac and cheese it is. Um, So we have, you know, staples for, you know, for families that have, you know, pickier eaters that want, you know, super kid-friendly meals to, you know, food um, that you would never necessarily find on a kid's menu. Um, So we have things like teriyaki salmon and chicken biryani and butter chicken. Um, So, you know, so meals that, you know, are designed for kids and are super taste accepted, um, but definitely, you know, much more expansive from a cuisine perspective than you would typically find for children. Another product offering that we have for babies is what we call um, stage three finger foods. And so what those are is those are little diced up um, pieces of proteins, um, whole grains and produce. And so the whole idea behind that is, is really, you know, something that we created very organically. So when our son was just starting to, um, you know, to, to move beyond purees and, and wanting to eat table foods, what we found is that he really wanted to feed himself. And, you know, and we found that, you know, the vast majority of kids who want to feed themselves or babies who want to feed themselves, they're eating puffs and Cheerios. And we thought, you know, We'd love to do something completely different that is a balanced meal that our son can feed himself. And so we started, you know, taking whole meals and essentially dicing them up into little components. And so we have a really expansive offering of what we call finger foods that essentially are um, these diced up pieces of food that are perfectly ready for parents to give to kids that are starting to self-feed all the way through toddlers. And we have really unique offerings from, you know, shepherd's pie with a rainbow veggie medley to, you know, more kind of kid-friendly offerings um, like spaghetti bites with meatballs and broccoli. And we find that this is an incredibly popular offering with our customers who are transitioning their kids from purees or their babies from purees, but want to make sure that they don't fall into the conundrum of eating foods that are not necessarily healthy for them, not well balanced. So with Nurture Life Finger Foods, a a baby can go from eating purees to eating our finger foods, which are, you know, well-balanced, fresh, and, um, and incredibly nutritious. 
And then we also offer snacks. Um, so we have a really cool sort of protein bite called Mighty Bites. They're done in cookie flavors. Um, so we have everything from chocolate chip to oatmeal raisin, but they have either very, very low or no added sugar. And um, what's unique about them is they are, um, you know, really protein heavy. The base is a chickpea puree. Um, so very healthy um, and very clean, um, but done in done in cookie flavors so that it, um, it, it has more taste appeal for kids. And then, um, we just launched a new product line that we're super excited about. Um, we call them superfood smoothies or their kids, superfood smoothies. And what is really unique about them is they're in a bottle, um, versus a squeeze pack. And, um, and most importantly, they are made with really real whole ingredients. So real fruits and real veggies and superfoods. Um, they're super clean, very, very healthy, no added sugar, and at least three servings of fruits and vegetables in every bottle. And we just launched the product and we're finding that our families are really, really loving them. So, so that is um, kind of the current Nurture Life product product offering. Um, we are looking to expand with new with new product categories in the coming months and years. Um, but with Nurture Life, essentially how it works is uh, families sign families can go to nurturelife.com and essentially um, sign up for our service. We are a weekly subscription service, but we have a lot of flexibility. So, um, so families can essentially skip weeks. Um, cancel if it doesn't work for them. Um, and essentially what you do is you can choose which meals you're interested in or which products you're interested in. We have a minimum of six. Um, and every week you can either, you know, have our system sort of auto generate orders for you, or, um, in most cases, customers set their settings of what they want every week, or they go in and they select what they want every week. And, um, you know, what families have found, um, that we constantly hear is that, you know, nurture life, provides them with a super convenient way to feed their kids really, really well and, and gives them a lot of peace of mind while also giving them, you know, their kids something that's super healthy, that's, you know, great from a taste perspective that their kids love. And of course, there are other companies that provide similar services. So what makes your company different? Great question. Um, so, so I would say a handful of things. Um, so the first is that you know, we are really, really particular when it comes to the nutrition and the ingredients of our products. And so what you'll find is that we we never compromise when it comes to making sure a meal is healthy, balanced, and it has really high quality ingredients. Um, and so what you'll find with a lot of, you know, a lot of other companies on the market is, is there's, there's definitely compromise there when it comes to either, you know, what's doable, what's, you know, cost perspective, all of those types of things, but we never compromise on that. And then the other thing that you'll find is that we, you know, we're, we're one of the companies that has, have been, you know, in the market the longest when it comes to, you know, direct to consumer baby, toddler, and kids food. And we have spent a tremendous amount of, you know, R&D work, capital, all those types of things to find, you know, creations that are, you know, super healthy, but still very, very taste accepted. Um, we are the only direct to consumer um, baby, toddler and kids brand that um, essentially does all of our, you know, our food creation, manufacturing, um, you know, shipping orders to customers directly. Um, so that is all owned by Nurture Life versus outsourced to like a co-manufacturer or another business. And so, 
because of that, um, and because we have all of those resources in-house, we've just been able to spend a tremendous amount of effort really kind of dialing in what works both nutritionally, ingredient-wise, and taste acceptance-wise. Because for us, at the end of the day, like we can make the most perfect meal, but if a kid doesn't eat it, um, then we've lost the battle. And so I would say another big element of it is that we absolutely make sure that, you know, meals are very taste accepted while still being very sound um, from a nutrition and ingredient perspective. And I would say the last thing is that, you know, Nurture Life is a business that was started by, you know, by two parents who care tremendously about, you know, the healthy development of children. And everything that we do is really focused around that core um, you know, that core mission of, of wanting to make sure that everything that we're doing, you know, helps promote the healthy development of children. Yeah, I love how you focused on really creating a great, great product, but with no business experience really in the past, how did you figure out how to put all these pieces together and and launch and grow the business? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so I would say, I mean, for me, I haven't had experience, you know, in, you know, the food business, um, but I did have a good amount of experience. I spent over 15 years in the tech industry, um, including at multiple startups where, where I always had operational roles. So I learned a lot during that time in terms of, you know, what it takes to start a business. That being said, you know, I think that I was still pretty naive in the sense that, you know, it's, it's very different when you're founding a business and, you know, and, and having to, you know, manage or, or just be directly responsible for, you know, so many different areas of the business. And so it, it's definitely been a learning curve without a doubt. And I think that, you know, for us, what we've done is we've, we've always tried to be, you know, very diligent about, you know, making the best choices um, that we could make being, you know, hyper-focused on prioritization and, you know, and of course, like, making sure that we bring on board really, really strong team members that could supplement, you know, all of the different areas that, you know, me and my co-founder didn't have experience with or, you know, or just or just didn't have, you know, the knowledge to, to feel really confident in doing. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges you had, but that ended up being a really good learning experience? You know, I would say that probably the biggest challenge that we had was not so much with the baby market, but more with kids and picky eating. And, um, you know, when we first started the business, like we, I think we had a pretty idealistic view because we had made all of our kids food from scratch. And, you know, we were able to really focus on, you know, palate diversity and, you know, high veggie content and not adding salt, not adding sugar, you know, not adding a lot of condiments to kind of, you know, appeal to a, a specific type of taste bud, but, but have him have like a more expansive taste bud. When we first started the business, I think we were, we were too idealistic when, when it came to what kids would be interested in eating. So when we first started the business, we were, you know, we had a much, much larger sort of plant-based vegetarian, um, you know, very expansive cuisines, you know, things like, you know, Madras curry, which I still think a lot of children absolutely love. And, you know, a lot more fish dishes and things like that. And what, what we learned very quickly is that, you know, so many families come to us because they struggle with feeding their kids and their kids in many cases, even if you're a kid that's like one and a half or two years old, you can have like a predisposition because of how you've been eating to 
a certain type of taste or a certain type of texture or a certain type of food. And, and that's all, you know, and so, so moving a kid from say, for instance, you know, mac and cheese five days a week to eating Madras curry and teriyaki salmon is incredibly difficult. Um, it's absolutely doable, but it takes time. And so what we learned is that we needed to have a much, much larger portion of our menu be, you know, more recognized kid friendly items, but done the nurture life way, which is, you know, fresh, healthy, better ingredients, um, more nutritionally balanced, things like that. But I would say that that was by far our biggest um, or certainly my biggest lesson. That's great. So you really stayed true to your mission and what you wanted to offer, but but found that you had to flex and adapt to what the customer wanted. Absolutely. And what, what kids were already used to eating. Yeah. And, and so what advice do you have for other parents who may want to start this type of business? So I would say that, you know, the advice that I have for other parents who may want to start this type of business is first to be really passionate about your idea. Um, so one of the things that, you know, that I've certainly experienced firsthand is, is founding a business and, you know, working to get it, you know, to grow and to scale is, you know, really, really challenging. And, um, you know, you've, you've got to have a tremendous amount of conviction and you've got to have, you know, just a tremendous amount of passion um, in order to do it and to, and to, you know, to stick with it. Um, so I would say that that would be the first thing. And then, you know, the second thing is, is make sure that, you know, your concept really fits a market need and a, you know, and a, and a decent sized market need, um, you know, that it's something that, you know, other parents um, struggle with and, and can relate to and would want a solution for it. And so you talked about new products that you're going to roll out in the next months or years. Are you able to disclose anything that people can look forward to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say that the first product um, that we're going to roll out that we're super excited about is a new kids lunch offering. Um, so one of the things that we hear from a lot of our families is that, you know, it's just such a scramble in the mornings to essentially pack lunch for their kids. And so we are looking to provide during the back to school time frame, you know, a really, you know, healthy, fun, kid friendly you know, option for parents to essentially just take from the refrigerator and put into the lunchbox um, for their kid um, to eat um, during school. And then we have a few really interesting snack options um, that we're going to be releasing also in the coming quarters. The lunch option is absolutely needed, right? Because the um, the USDA, I think, is going to lift that waiver. And lunch is such a pain point <laughs> when your kids oh, go to sure. school. Yeah, yeah. And so what are your best tips for parents who want their kids to eat better, but they just don't have the time? Because it sounds like your target market are really the working parents who don't have time to be cooking a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, I'm going to recommend Nurture Life. Right. Um, you know, we we love to cook, but in all honesty, we just cook over the weekends and our kids eat Nurture Life um, at least five days a week, both for for lunch and for dinner. And, and I find it to be a lifesaver. And so many of our families find it to be a lifesaver. Um, so I would say that would be the first thing is, you know, is, is a service that, you know, can provide your kids with fresh, healthy options where um, it's super convenient. You don't have to do everything yourself. Um, the second thing I was, I would recommend is, you know, is if you're not able to do nurture life, 
you know, try to feed your kids real clean, you know, minimally processed food. I think that's really, really important. Um, You know, too many of our kids today eat food that is, you know, incredibly high um, in processed ingredients, um, which is just not, you know, it's, it's not the healthiest thing. Um, And, and it doesn't create the healthiest foundation when it comes to our kids. Um, And then the other I would recommend because so many families struggle with picky eating is, is just to not give up, to constantly keep introducing new varieties of foods, um, introducing different types of veggies, you know, different types of grain sources, different types of protein sources to your kids. Um, and, and really, you know, know that, you know, according to research, it takes many, many tries of exposure to a new food before your kid will be comfortable eating it. Um, but it's really important to keep trying and to try to expand that, that palate. Well, Jennifer, this was an amazing conversation today. Where can listeners go to learn more about you and Nurture Life? Yeah, so they can go to our website, um, which is just nurturelife.com. And um, for the Food Issues um, podcast listeners, we did create a special promo code, which is just food issues, all one word, um, all uppercase. um, That'll give uh, listeners 50% off their first order and then 20% off their next three orders. So it's a pretty, um, pretty compelling promo code to, to try Nurture Life. Awesome. I will link to them in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for your interest in Nurture Life and for your time as well. One of the points that Jennifer made that's really important is that kids are becoming conditioned for a certain taste profile. It's the salty and the sweet and the highly palatable foods. But if we can introduce them to more fresh, real foods and flavors and textures, they can become healthy, more adventurous eaters. Be sure to head on over to nurturelife.com and take advantage of that huge discount that Jennifer offered by using the code FOODISSUES. Thank you so much for tuning into the Food Issues Podcast. You can connect with me on julierevelant.com where you can leave me a voicemail or send me a message and let me know about a new topic or guest you'd like to hear from. And be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I'll see you next week.